50% overall from the field, but he was also 50% from threes. He's 5 to 10. I know you're out there. It's okay. Stand back there. <laughs> no, more than likely, you're going to get that number one seed. And so I want him to be ranked in the number one eight. Good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to this edition, a unique edition of Less Rage Cougs, presented by the Saxony family and our secondary sponsor, Star Pizza, with multiple locations across the Houston area. Star Pizza is your go-to stop before or after the game. And Yanez, teacher, coach and Yanez is busy. Dan Dunlap is on location at TDECU Stadium, tailgating you ready for the 6 p.m. kickoff between the Cougs and the Cincinnati Bearcats. I am Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Bar Review. We're going to talk hoops. Join me. Thank you, Houston Cougars in Germany. Is that where you are? Excellent. Let me put that in there. Get that. No question. Thank you very much. Go Cougs. Men's basketball won 82-50 today. This afternoon, earlier today, inside Fertitta Center. It's a slow start. Coach Sampson acknowledged it in postgame. He said the start of the game sucked. <laughs> I mean, he was point blank. It sucked. But Ramon Walker came in, came off the bench, provided a spark, did his job. This team is so deep, and they wore down Andy Corpus Christi. Coach Sampson commended the Islanders for scrapping, fighting hard, playing hard for their toughness, their grit. In the first few minutes of the game, they led the Cougs early in the game, and Coach Sampson said the Cougs had to raise their level go to another level in the on the shelf. One of his paraphrases, one of his catchphrases. But the Cougs did it. They pulled away with the win, 82-50. So join me. Let's talk about it. Oh, oh Northern Bavaria ticket. Let's raid Cougs is worldwide. Coug fans all over the world. Northern Bavaria, close to Würzburg. I'm not saying that right or not. But this one, this edition of Let's Raid Cougs will be brief because we want to get you ready for the football game that kicks off at 6 p.m. Central Time. And I think Dan would d- join me at, at some point from TDECU. But we want to once again acknowledge our sponsors, Steve Saxinian and the Saxinian family, as well as Star Pizza, for making these shows possible, making this show, this edition of Less Rage Cougs possible. I want to do this. My friend, Stars Leonard, Starnes Leonard, Leland, excuse me, Starnes, typed it up. Tweeted it, posted it. Dan has been in its way, so he'll be joining me momentarily. But I want to provide the the video, audio. We've touched on it on the first edition of this season's Less Rage Cougs. Coach Kelvin Sampson said once again that he likes this season's team. Listen to this, what he said today after today's win toward the end of the Cougs press conference. We're thinking, thinking about this team is I, I don't know what their ceiling is. I've had some teams that I knew that they, they had a lower ceiling. Um, this team has a higher ceiling. You know, we're, you know, we're, we're so used to losing four starters every year and bringing our team along um, to be pretty good. Uh, this team's not there yet, nor, they should, nor should they be. Um, but you, you can tell in practices. Right now, we're playing much better in practices than we are in games. Uh, but I would say all my teams did that. It takes them a while to be good in games because they've never played with each other. They have no experience. In practices, they, they can beat themselves a little bit more. 
where in games they don't want to mess up, they're kind of thinking their way through whatever was called. Whereas in practice, you got someone's always helping you. We're in games right there by yourself, so we're 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 still growing. And um, uh, but I, but I like I like the potential of this team. I think this team uh, can be uh, a really good. And I like this team. Uh, I mean, I really like the guys. We have great player leadership. Um, you know, I've been really proud of Jay Wan, how he's developed into a leader. Um, you know, Terrence finding his voice. You know, but that's why you coach. You don't coach for a record or how many wins or that stuff. I, that, that's for people that don't know what they're talking about to chit chat about. But for me, um, it, it's about those things. Um, you know, I was talking to Rob Gray for a long time this week, and you know, he was talking about when he first got here and all that sort of stuff that, it, that you asked. Uh, he was talking about uh, that stuff. And uh, Josh Carlton, Justin Gorham, and all those teams, when their teams were in the first second week of November, yeah, I, I remember all those teams. There's some things I don't remember well, but I remember my teams um, and how they looked because I, I, I keep notes. And this team's very similar to just about every team we had. You know, um, you know, other people's expectations is usually what causes the pain, not us. You know, our, our expectations are what they are. Now, the ones that you set for yourself, that's on you. We have nothing to do with that. Um, but I'm, I'm, in, I'm anxious and excited about this team's uh, growth. So fans, Tony M, everybody watching us on Paul Slam Jam on YouTube and you, the Houston Round Bar View on YouTube and on X Musk on the Less Rage Cougs channel. Coach Sampson likes this team. He said it, this is only two games into this season. And he said it a lot <laughs> compared to previous Cougs teams. Take it for whatever's whatever that's worth. What do you believe it's worth? What do you think? Because he didn't say it this much about last season's team. And that team was number one, ranked number one. That team had a five-star player in Jarris Walker, who went on to be drafted eighth in the NBA draft. Marcus Sasser drafted 25th in the NBA draft. But Coach Sampson has said numerous times thus far in this season that he likes this team. He believes in this team. He likes the depth of this team. He com saluted, commended Ramon Walker. For his effort, Ramon Walker's presence on this year's team. Ramon provides a spark. Coach Sampson said today after the postgame that last season's team missed Ramon Walker. Last season's team needed a guy like Ramon to provide that energy, to provide that toughness, that spark off the bench, to get those rebounds, to dive on the floor. Last season's team missed that. This year's team has that. It's a different kind of vibe. I don't know what to make of it. This team is talented. This team has good guards, good wings, improving, inexperienced big men. But what do you think, Tony Him? What do you think about what you heard Coach Sampson say? I'm not sure what to make of it. And I also want to say this when you get a chance, because I do believe UH Athletics will upload and post the entire press conference toward the end of it. Juwan Roberts and Ter Terrence Arsenal were asked their thoughts of Coach Sampson and what he's meant to, to each of them. 
Dewan Roberts' answer was heartfelt. And it it touched a lot, probably everybody in the room, including Coach Sampson. Dewan said that when he when he redshirted his first year or two with with in the program, he learned not to take take what Coach Sampson says personal. Dewan admitted that the first year or two he took kind of things personal from Coach Sampson, so it kind of impacted him a kind of way. But as, as he got older and matured. He realized Coach Samson was just trying to help him become a better person and a better player. And now Coach Samson, Juwan says Coach Samson will be his, he's like a father figure to him. Someone he can call on five years from now. Although he, older he gets when he has kids, he can call him, text him, talk about life, not just basketball. So this team is, it's a family. We say it, we, we, we hear it. We see it from Lawrence Sampson. You see it on the staff. This Houston Cougars men's basketball program is indeed a family. The bond is real. And it helps them overcome a lot of things on and off the court. Terrence Arsenal seconded Juwan's, what Juwan said. So you have to say it. And once Juwan was finished, Coach Sampson said, I love you too, J1. And Juwan said back, I love you too, Coach. It's a different kind of vibe, folks. Different vibe here on Less Red Cougs. Once again, Andy Yanez, the teacher and the coach. Andy Yanez, I think they had their first game Friday night and they lost. But Andy and the school, I think the volleyball team is in state championship. And Andy is with the volleyball team supporting the volleyball team. Andy coaches basketball. So he's there. Darren Dunlap is almost at TD ECU Stadium for tonight's homecoming football game between the Cougs and Cincinnati Bearcats. See if the Bearcats lose, come end, stay winless in Big 12. Because it sounds like, looks like UCF is surprising Oklahoma State in football up, was it 24 nothing at halftime? So who knows, but basketball right here. Basketball, thank you. Uncle Shan, how about that? Cougs, look at this. Less rage Cougs. Worldwide, I can tell Mike Paday and, and Chris Pesman, Les Red Cougs is global. <laughs> Check that out. Got monetary support from Bavaria. How about that, Tony M? Outstanding. But fans, you watch the game. Today's game on ESPN Plus. The Cougs started slow, but they came through. And this, they're better. It took them a while to get started. And the depth of this team, no one besides LJ Cryer played 30 minutes, and LJ played 30 minutes because Jamal Shedd, for the second straight game, got an early foul trouble. Jamal got his second foul six minutes into the first half. And Coach Sampson said, reminded folks who didn't know, reiterated, his philosophy has been for years. You pick up two fouls in the first half, you sit down for the rest of the first half. Jamal Shedd did that. So, L.J. Cryer and Malik Wilson ran the offense, ran the point guard position with Jamal on the bench. So the offense kind of sputtered. Not a lot of ball movement, not a lot of assists in the first half, but the Cougs just eventually just they kept grinding and grinding and grinding, and they wore down the Islanders, and they led at halftime. 41-27, L.J. Cryer hit a three-pointer 
to beat the halftime buzzer. Assist from Dwan Roberts. Just a team win. Good team effort. Minutes were roughly between 10 and 20 minutes spread out. Almost everybody played. One more thing. Fans who are supporters of this show, Paul Slamajama, Houston Round Bar Review, Coach Samson said for everybody here in postgame, I mean, I don't know if it's official yet, but the team will redshirt Jacob McFarland and Cordell Jefferson. I think everybody expected that, but Coach Samson said it on the record that Jacob McFarland and Cordell Jefferson will redshirt this season. So keep that in mind when you look at Class of 24, potential guys who don't opt to sign with the Cougs. Well, the Cougs are redshirting two guys. They announced this week, a few days ago, that they have signed Chase McCarty and Mercy Miller. There's not a lot of open spots on next year's roster. So keep that in mind. Also, Jawan Roberts and the Cougar veterans, all of them have their COVID year. So they can come back next year if they choose to do so. So there's a chance next year's team could be really veteran-laden. Everybody pretty much expects Jamal Shedd to go pro, go to the NBA. But if he chooses to, Jamal could use his COVID year, that extra year, and return for the 24-25 season. But this year, we're talking about this year's team. Team could move up a a spot or two with, I think, what Duke's loss to Arizona and Michigan State's loss earlier this week. Move up to five in the polls. You know, whatever. It's November. But your thoughts on what you saw today. What did you think about it? Did you have any concerns on that slow start? I don't think anybody thought the Islanders would win the game. But did the slow start concern you? Or did you think it was just a matter of time? Coach Sampson said a lot. He said a lot in, in a press conference, post-game press conference. One key difference about this year's team, this year's team can get to the free throw line. This year's team has the ability and the playmakers and the guys who can attack off the dribble, get fouled, and go to the free throw line. Today, they did not shoot free throws very well. 20 for 34 as a team. You take away LJ Cryer and Emmanuel Sharps combined 8 for 8. That means everybody else was 12 for 26. Damian Dunn, for as many times as he gets to the foul line, he's got to do better shooting free throws, making those free throws. He was just three for six today, and he didn't shoot a, a great, uh, I think he missed a few in the season opener on November 6th on Monday. But they got to the free throw line. A lot of, lot of fouls called in this game. A whole lot of fouls. I think there were 26 fouls called in the first half. 26 fouls and 14 calls in the second half. So I'm not sure what changed if the refs decided to or they realized, hey, we got a lot of we caught too many fouls in the first half. I don't know. But 14 fouls called in the second half. Cougs, I think at one point in the second half as a team were just one for seven from the free throw line. They were 13 for 28, under 500 as a team from the free throw line. And they still won 82 to 50. This team is different. (laughs) This team can beat opponents in different ways. 
A&M Corpus Christi is not a top 25 team. They've been to the tournament recently. They're a good team. They're a solid team. They play hard. They scrap. They got after the Cougs in those first eight minutes. But the Cougs stepped up their game, wore them down, wore down the Islanders. They about 14 at halftime. Started the second half with a dunk from Francis and a dunk from Juwan Roberts. Xavier Francis, second half was really impressive for him. I think overall, Francis had five baskets, three dunks, two layups. He blocked shots, got some steals. Was not great on the board, but he had a much better second half than he did in the first half. So he's continuing to get better. Jojo Tugler, you can see the impact he can make as long as he stays out of foul trouble. He picked up two fouls early, early second half for a second and third foul. On that third foul, he jammed his right thumb, had to go out of the game in pain, but he returned to the game. Also, if you watched the game, if you noticed, JoJo, when he was on the bench, wore uh, a back brace, a heating pad or, or something on his back. So. He's been, he has been bothered by back issues, back pain, but it's not enough of a concern to keep him from playing. But he is wearing, I guess, a device, a wrap, a heating pad or something for his back when he's not in the games. Hopefully that won't be a long-term issue for the rest of this season because you see the potential and the instinct that Tugler plays with when he's on the court. So let me know about it. Waiting on Dayon to, to join. He should be moments away. And I want to say this. <clears throat> on the love that Jawan Roberts acknowledged and said for Coach Sampson in post-game, and Coach Sampson said as well, and Terrence Arsenal said for Coach Sampson also, if you haven't heard, the news, seen the news, read about the news. Overnight, there was a tragic uh, vehicle accident, two-car accident, involving some UH alums. And DJ Hayden, Zach McMillan, Ralph Oragwu were three of the passengers who were killed in the accident. Um, they were hit by a speeding driver. The accident totaled, I mean, the, the vehicle was just totaled if you haven't seen pictures of it. So my sympathies go out to the friends and family of those people who lost their lives in, in the accident. I no, I was called about it, received a call earlier today because from someone who was related to someone in the accident. So that's how I first was notified about it. And then I let other folks know, and then they did more of the confirmation and verification of who was involved in it and got the names of, of the people who were the Cougs involved, who were involved in the accident. So you just never know, folks. 
I, I'm just saying all this. You, you never know. Life is so short. So treat people with respect. Tell your friends and family you love them, you appreciate them, and you care about them because you never know. So all of that, I'm not sure if Coach Sampson was told about it before the game, about the accident before the game, during the game, what have you. But to hear, hear the love that he expressed to Dwan Roberts and Dwan said to Coach and Terrence said to Coach, it touched me because I after after the game, I was told even someone I know was related to, another person I, I know was related to one of the victims in, of the accident. Small world. And you just never know what can happen anytime. So join me at Tony M. It is, you know, it is, it is truly sad. Tony M, you know, prayers up for the family, families involved. But let's talk some basketball on a happier note. Like I said, the Cougs are 2-0. They play once again on Monday, and then they have the Classic uh, coming up next Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. So next week they'll have roughly four games in eight days. But because of the depth on this year's team, shouldn't wear them down too much. It's kind of like a, a conference tournament setting for them next week. And then, of course, an NCAA tournament vibe as well. But the depth on this team shouldn't be an issue as long as no injuries. So the guys can play between, you know, 15, 10, 15, 20 minutes, 25 minutes max. And get better in November. Continue to get better in November. That's the point. It's not really about the opponents. It's about getting better in November. November to December, December to January. January to February, February to March. And unlike last season's team, the goal for this season's team to be like most of the Coach Sampson-led Houston Cougars is to be playing their best ball in March. Last season's team didn't do that. Coach Sampson has acknowledged that publicly. Last season's team was one of those rarities for him. They were not playing their best basketball in March. We'll see if this season team does that. Returns to the Coach Sampson Cougar teams and is playing their best ball in March. Because if they do, they might be under the radar and surprise some people because I haven't seen it. I haven't heard it. Anyone nastily picking this season's team to get to the Final Four, you know, it's, it's Michigan State, Kansas, Duke, those UConn with a chance to repeat, Marquette, Creighton, probably some folks will put Arizona in there after their win at Cameron over Duke Friday night. No one's talking about Houston. Some folks talking about Purdue. How is Purdue a favorite based on what they did last season in the tournament? I wouldn't pick them winning that championship. But anyway. Give me your thoughts. Give me your comments on what you saw about the Cougs today. The versatility of the offense spread it out. I guess they didn't shoot the ball well. Started off two for 11, two for 12. 
and then made 11 of the last 23 in, in the first half, finished the game 28 of 67, only six for 22 from three. LJ Cryer, he is a good three-point shooter. He's just not making threes right now. He's getting good looks. Just not, they're not falling right now. He had a scare in the first half, played good defense. Opponent made a bucket while LJ was going back down the court. He turned and collided, and his face hit the shoulder of the young man, and, and LJ fell to the floor, to the court, was kind of woozy, went to the bench, and was checked out by the shaman, John Houston, the trainer extraordinaire for the Cougs. And LJ was fine and came back after the media timeout. And had to because Jamal Shedd, I think, soon thereafter picked up his second foul <laughs> and sat down for the rest of the half. But the Cougs, I want to say 10 guys scored. So the ver- it was versatile. One, two, three, four, five, six different players had assists. So the balance in the offense was there. They just missed, didn't make free throws today. <laughs> that, was, that was the thing. Juwan Roberts, five for 10. Damian Dunn, three for six. Arsenal, one for two. Malik Wilson, 0 for 2. Ramon, 0 for 2. So everybody, they took time. <laughs> they spread out missing free throws. But they still won about 32 points against a team that led them early in the game. And now it's 30 to 3. 31 3 now. UCF just made the extra point to lead. And I'm going to say, because <laughs> I was joking with it, with uh, my man from Go Cooks, Ryan. We were waiting on postgame to begin. UCF led uh, 14-0, and I said to Ryan, Oklahoma State, looking past UCF, was looking ahead to the Cougs game next Saturday. Well, barring some miracle, Oklahoma State's about to lose. Trailing 28, about 28 points with nine minutes left in the third quarter in Orlando to UCF. UCF might get their first Big 12 win. We shall see about that one. 31-3 UCF leads. UH football kicking off in roughly an hour and 20 minutes, hour and 25 minutes. Homecoming for the Cougs. Game's on FS1. It's gloomy, kind of cold, chilly. Not yet raining. But if you want to go to the game, go to the game. Enjoy homecoming. Enjoy tailgating. Watch the Cougs, root them on, see if they can make it two in a row, see if they can keep Cincinnati winless in conference play. And I think Cougs win would be five and five football, which means they're one more win away from being bowl eligible, Tony. If they win today, and heck with Oklahoma State doing this today, who knows what they're going to do next Saturday against the Cougs on senior day. Houston hosts Oklahoma State next Saturday, the 18th for the Cougs senior day. But basketball, this distance less rage Coug presented by the Saxonian family and our secondary sponsor, Star Pizza. Star Pizza with multiple locations across the Houston area. Star Pizza is your go-to stop before or after the game. Got to talk to them about getting some pizza at the game, <laughs> you know, chiming in during, after post-game. Get some star pizza pizza there. The teacher is chiming in. I'm not sure. He's he's somewhere. Where are you, teacher? 
<laughs> on the road, just got out of certification. <laughs> and soon I'll be traveling to Rice University. That's where the state championship will be for uh, my school's volleyball game. The boys okay. are going to play in the volleyball championship game, so I'm heading to Rice University here um, not too too long from now. So I'm guessing you'd have a chance to see any of the games during your certification. I did not, but I was actively monitoring uh, so the social media. I did see that. I mean, they were up double digits at halftime, but it wasn't as easy in the first half as you know, maybe heading into the game you might have expected. Uh, of course, the f- switch flipped in that second half of the Houston Cougars. The depth just came through. Really, it took him a while. Ramon Walker was a spark, one of the sparks for the, for the team. And Coach Sampson said, said as much in postgame. Ramon Walker did his job. You know, he came in and sparked the team, and, and Coach Sampson said what we have said on Les Raid Coog's shows. Last season team missed Ramon Walker, missed his hustle, his effort, his toughness, his defense. Andy, you didn't have a chance to watch the game, but Ramon was two for three from three. Wow, today. really? And, and looked good taking the shot. No hitch in the shot, no hesitation. The shot did not look broken. <laughs> Smooth release. And like I said, he was two for three from three. Un- unlike LJ Cryer, the best three-point shooter on the team, who was two for seven. <laughs> so go figure. Well, that's good to hear, obviously, with the journey that Roman Walker had to go through last season, him being a contributor. And I, I saw the quote, I shared it um, on social media, but about Kelvin Sampson mentioning, well, too, I saw another quote where, Kevin Sampson was talking about Ramon Walker, and like you said, the, the toughness that he brings to the table, something that uh, Coach said they missed. Last yep. year's team missed mm-hmm. not having, obviously, of course, Ramon Walker had to uh, redshirt last season. But this, this year's team is, is deep. Well, Andy, I'm not sure you, if you, you've heard it, so I'm going to play it again, the comments from Coach Sampson. And, in, and folks, it's in vertical format because I'm going to post it on TikTok. In Instagram, but here are the, here's what Coach Sam said about he likes this year's team. Their ceiling is. I've had some teams that I knew that they they had a lower ceiling. Um, this team has a higher ceiling. You know, we're you know we're we're so used to losing four starters every year and bringing our team along um, to be pretty good. Uh, this team's not there yet, nor they should nor should they be. Um, but you, you can tell in practices. Right now, we're playing much better in practices than we are in games. Uh, but I would say all my teams did that. It takes them a while to be good in games because they've never played with each other. They have no experience. In practices, they, they're, they can beat themselves a little bit more. Where in games, they don't want to mess up. They're kind of thinking their way through whatever was called. Whereas in practice, you got someone's always helping you. Or in games, right there by yourself. So. We're, we're, we're still growing, and, um, uh, but, I, but I, like, I like the potential of this team. I think this team uh, can be uh, uh, really good, and I like this team. Uh, I mean, I really like the guys. We have great player leadership. Um, you know, I've been really proud of Jay Wan, how he's developed into a leader. Um, you know, Terrence, finding his voice. You know, but that's why you coach. You don't coach for a record. 
or how many wins or that stuff. I, that, that's for people that don't know what they're talking about to chit chat about. But for me, um, it, it's about those things. Um, you know, I was talking to Rob Gray for a long time this week, and you know, he was talking about when he first got here and all this <coughs> stuff that, it, that you asked. He was talking about uh, that stuff and uh, Josh Carlton, Justin Gorham, all those teams, when their teams were in the first, second week of November. Yeah, I, I remember all those teams. There's some things I don't remember well, but I remember my teams um, and how they looked because I, I, I keep notes. And this team's very similar to just about every team we had. You know, um, you know, other people's expectations is usually what causes the pain, not us. You know, our, our expectations are what they are. Now, the ones that you set for yourself, that's on you. We have nothing to do with that. Um, but I'm, I'm, in, I'm anxious and excited about this team's growth. Andy, what do you think about what, he does, what you heard? Uh, the biggest thing, once again, he's uh, triple down now. He really likes his teams. Yep. I think this might be a record for how many times I've heard Kelvin Sampson talk about how much he likes a team this early into the season. But I, I found it interesting with the, in the comments. And not, not really that interesting, but it's just worth noting, in my opinion, just in terms of how much better they are as a in practice. And uh, the point he made about how comfortable they are um, – they're they're allowed to be more of themselves in practice and again kind of they, they have that guidance whereas in a game barely two games into the season you know there is that adjustment period when we talked about going back to uh, the season opener on monday when we were spoke highly of damian dunn uh, we mentioned lj crier but you know they're new to the program as well and add in jojo tugler uh, ramon walker has been around for a while but again he redshirted last season and it's a just a completely core it's a new group so there are some growing pains and i think like you alluded to that's probably a lot that that went into that first half and let me say for those joining us you're watching less rage cougs presented by the Saxony family and thank you to today's secondary sponsor star pizza with multiple locations across the houston area star pizza is your go-to stop before or after the game i'm going to put this note up from Joe Mendez, thoughts and prayers for the entire Cougar family. And from Gus. Yes, Gus, I, I brought it up earlier about the tragedy, the, the vehicular accident and where six people died, were killed in the accident. And DJ Hayden was one of them. Zach McMillan was another one. Another Cougar involved in the accident. And Ralph Owagwu was, was as well. I received the call about the accident by 9 o'clock this morning from someone who has a relative who was involved in the accident. And so I heard, he, he told me about it. I let my media colleagues know in the paper. They did more of the digging and the confirmations to get the names. But I knew the names involved based on who, what I was told in the phone call. So yes, it, it is, it's horrible news. It's a horrible tragedy. And then I found out after the game, that another person I know was related to, uh, I think Zach McMillan is related to Zach McMillan and the family. So you just never know what could happen anytime. So tell your friends and family, you, you love them and you care about them. 
because you never know life is too short and it could just end in an instant and six people were killed earlier this morning with accident around two o'clock this morning downtown because of, of a speeding driver and numerous families have been impacted you know for who knows how long with the grief that they will be experiencing because because of that if you have not seen the pictures of the i think the suv my gosh it's it's horrific but yes it's 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 horrible news and the coup nation is is in mourning and hey the football game is scheduled in an hour in minutes to kick off i know that some of the i heard that some of the football players were at the hospital visiting the survivors. So it, it's, I'm not, I'm talking about the older football players, not necessarily the Cougar, current Cougars, but it's, it's a tragedy and it impacts a lot of folks. And it was just a different vibe for me at today's basketball game because I wasn't sure who knew details about it and the names and stuff. And I didn't, I didn't know what coach Sampson knew about it before the game, during the game, whatever. So I didn't ask him about it after the game. But I uh, just wanted to put that out there for, for anyone who had not heard about the awful tragedy where DJ Hayden and other Cougars were killed in this early morning accident. Andy? Yeah, Chris, I uh, can't say anything more than, than what you said uh, other than Obviously, it is a terrible tragedy, and I'll just take this time to really say thank you to you, Chris, for the relationship going back to going back to 2019. Um, I appreciate everything that you've done. <laughs> the first time that we ever really, really met, kind of ironic that on the campus of Rice University. Um, that, thank you. You've done a lot for me personal, personally in our personal lives, and Man, I love you. That's how, what I say. Like, it's never too short to, like you said, life's too short to not tell those that you love how you feel while they're here and while they're, while we're all here. And, you know, that message gets across, not after, because you never know it's going to be too late. Agreed, man. And I love you as well. And I, and I thank you for everything you did for me when my mom passed away and before my mom passed away. But you, you were there and you, attended my mom, my mom's funeral and you didn't have to do that. So I really appreciate that. And I love you very much. And I, the UH athletics released a statement and I'm going to read it. The entire university of Houston community is heartbroken over the tragic passing of former football student athletes, DJ Hayden, Zachary McMillan and Ralph Oragwu earlier today. And our thoughts and prayers remain with Jeffrey Lewis in his recovery ahead. We extend our deepest condolences to their families, friends, and loved ones, as we collectively mourn the loss of three individuals who made an indelible impact on each life they touched. While their combined talents provided Houston football some of its most unforgettable moments, their unique legacies will best be remembered for the way they loved their teammates, supported their communities and defied the odds, end quote. 
So, <clears throat> and Gus, it's, it's, it's a small world. Gus says right here that he went to high school with Zach McMillan. Zealous High School and was in the band. He played football. And Zach McMillan was, I think, Audrey McMillan's son. And Audrey McMillan, Cougar Ties. So this, this, this accident hurts a lot of people, impacts a lot of different people in different ways. So again, to Gus and Joe and Tony M and everybody who supports Less Rage Cougs on Paw Samajama, on Houston Round Bar Review, on YouTube, on Twitter, Musk, X, whatever you want to call it. Thank you very much. We love each of you for taking time out of your days to watch us, to critique us, to laugh with us, to uh, share your thoughts with us. And we're going to talk with a few more minutes, four minutes. Let's go to five o'clock because I then was stuck in traffic, I think, because he was on the way to the stadium and he was going to join it and I haven't heard from him, you know, so hopefully he's okay because I, you know, who knows, you know, what's, what's going on there. I hate thinking like that, but today of all days, you just never know. Andy, are you keeping up? Have you seen what UCF is doing in Oklahoma State, man? I, I saw the score. Last time I checked, it was 31-3. It's now 38-3. It's now 38-3. I mean, give, give credit to the Knights. I give, they just needed one Big 12 win, and then they're just steamrolling past, past Oklahoma State, coming off an uh, impressive win of their own. And yep. it's two, the last two opponents for the Houston Cougars. You know, it's like any given Saturday in college football, man, because probably not many folks, I don't know what the line was on this Oak State-UCF game, but I'm pretty sure State was favored to win. But State coming off the win over Oklahoma in Bedlam, I guess had a letdown, and they're getting steamrolled in Orlando, and UCF is wearing uniforms that look like two-lane uniforms. <laughs> but, but, hey, they're rolling, and... It's it, hey, I mean football is football, but what are your thoughts on the Cougs Cincinnati football game? These last three minutes of this edition of Let's Fresh Cougs basketball style, yes, sponsored by the Saxonian family and Star Pizza. Well, right now on the verge, I think it just became. I think the Chronicle, I think Joseph Dorte, the Chronicle one, just uh, tweeted it out that Matt Golden's not going to play. Uh, for Houston, he'll be out, so that's obviously going to be another key piece. Um, he missed the majority of last week's game, obviously, when he, he got sidelined with his injury, so no surprise here, but um, good opportunity for the Houston Cougars. It's homecoming, and Cincinnati has been the team that has struggled the most, I would say, when making a transition into the Big 12, and as expected, they're obviously not just transitioning into a, a new conference, but a new coach. Um, trying to set new expectations and that new standard up in, in Cincinnati. So it's a, a good opportunity for the Cougars to take advantage. And, and honestly, it's going to be the last game. And with all due respect, that the Cougars will be favored this season, um, heading down the stretch against Oklahoma State next week and then the following week at UCF. A good opportunity to get to 500 and, heck, Know, get closer to potentially being uh, ball eligible. Although those last two games that we saw now, I mean, that's, I don't think Oklahoma State is going to fall off a cliff after this week. But and yeah. judging from John, UCF, it's always tough to play UCF at UCF. But now they they might be riding some momentum by the time that the Cougars see them two weeks from now. So it's very well could be uh, um, again one of the few times that the Houston Cougars will be favored. So opportunity homecoming, go out there, 
uh, unfortunately, you know, just a somber ambiance that the day is when relating to the University of Houston Cougars. But you know, go out and and you know, spread some positivity that that could really desperately be uh, needed today for the UH community. Indeed, and I hope uh, the fans enjoy the game. I I was planning to do Lethbridge Cougs from inside for Tita Center, but UH decided to show football on the big screen inside. So I want to make sure everybody could hear me. So I think I don't even know what game it was on, but I couldn't hear. <laughs> so I, just, <laughs> I decided to come back to the house. But this last note, I don't even know I want to say it now, but because UH Athletics encouraged fans who attended the basketball game, today's game, today's 82-50 win over AM Corpus Christi, to stay at Fertitta, watch the game on football, watch the football game on the big screen. And then if they did not have tickets to scan the barcode on the screen to get two free tickets to the football game. Wow. Free tickets? Yep. They gave tickets away? Oh, my goodness. Yep. Damn. So let's, on a happy note, happier note, Justin, you are correct. Nate Henson is on the Rockets. He's with the Vipers. So, yes, he signed a, a two-way contract. Nate Henson, he's, he's still grinding away, pursuing that dream. He's with the Vipers in the G League. So, yes, good luck to Nate. Nate and Rockets' first-round draft pick, Cam Whitmore, are with the Vipers. And the Rockets have won five in a row. But we're going to wrap it up. New culture, new team, new coach. Yep. Wrapping up the basketball edition of Les Rage Cougs because there will be a football edition of Les Rage Cougs after today's, this evening's Cougs. Let's Rage Cougs after Bearcats. dark. That's Let's it. Bring it back. Let's Rage Cougs after dark. So once again, thank you to the Saxony family for being the primary sponsor of this edition of Les Rage Cougs, as well as to Star Pizza for being the secondary sponsor of Les Rage Cougs and Star Pizza with multiple locations across the Houston area. Star Pizza is your go-to stop before or after the game. Teacher, coach, and Yanez, you got it first. How can folks find you on social media? People can find me on x.com, formerly known as Twitter, at Ayanez underscore five. Obviously, depending on whatever platform you're listening on YouTube, if you're on the Houston Rombar Review, be sure to subscribe to the channel. If you are listening slash watching on the Podsama Jamma YouTube channel, be sure to subscribe as well. Audio only platforms. We appreciate you guys for checking us out and be sure to give us some ratings, some stars, and uh, whichever platform you are currently listening to. And just uh, a sobering reminder to, again, reiterate, tell your loved ones that you love them. Um, because you never know one moment they're here and the next moment it's not promised, not guaranteed. Thank you, Andy. And again, I love you, my man. I'm proud of you. Keep grinding and pressing forward. I am Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review. Houston Round Ball Review on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Threads, Spoutable all those different ways to follow me on social media. Hope you enjoyed this edition of, this is a different edition of Les Rage Cougs. We talk UH basketball, men's basketball, and the Cougs 82-50 win over the Texas A&M Corpus Christi Islanders. The Cougs will be back in action on Monday at 7 p.m. Going to be a busy week next week for the Cougs and Les Rage Cougs. But for those who are watching us, Justin, Gus, Joe, Tony M, and from Bavaria, Andy, Got a Kugelum from Bavaria. Y'all join us in a few hours for Less Rage Cougs After Dark as we recap the Cougs football game 
against the Cincinnati Bearcats. Everybody take care. Peace.